She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. I think you can be a heroine and be boy crazy at the same time. Hey, nobody got time to cheat. I am the friend that everybody says. So before you meet Molly, (laughs) when two girls kiss, that means they're lemonade. You can love everybody where they are. That is our job. Hey, lady. I feel like I have to start singing our intro. We like we need a jingle or something. <laughs> All right, fan besties, new contest. <laughs> Write us a jingle. Uh, so, <sighs> how's your week been? Uh, long story or short story? <laughs> well, we only have an hour. <laughs> um. So you know, my health hasn't been awesome, and my pain levels have been out of control lately yeah so my rheumatologist ordered an mri okay so i which i don't have the results yet back we'll get those probably next week but the sounds always make me think i like i instantly think i'm inside the the uh, inside serenity and i start writing episodes of firefly i sit there and i close my eyes because it's like it's everything shiny everything i mean I'm obviously not magnetic yet, but <laughs> <laughs> is everything shiny in the episodes you write? No, of course not. I write shit show episodes where everything's on fire. And, I mean, obviously it's the sounds of an MRI. Something's wrong. Something's going on with the engine or it wouldn't be sounding like that. It definitely does not sound like things are working correctly. Anytime you get an MRI, it's like, this can't be what this is supposed to sound like. There's no way. No. And like, I, I won. My pain level's high. So they're right. telling you to lay still. Cool. Right. Awesome. And on my back, which is in, on fire. Which is and what then, your pain is. Right. And right. then, like, and then it's always funny. There's, if you've had an MRI, I don't, have you had an MRI before? Yes. So there's different versions of that, like, buzzing sound, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, near the end, there's this one long, hard buzz. Mm-hmm. Every time you have an MRI, I don't know if it's a specific magnet, if it's just what, if I've just been laying there too long, it makes my nerves jump. So every time this long, hard noise goes, it's like, like I can feel the nerves in my arms and my legs start jumping and it's like, told me to stay still. (laughs) Like It's the knocking that throws me off every time. Like, it just sounds like. Someone's like, like beating on the house. <laughs> um, and and I do feel like as an, a person with an anxiety disorder, when yeah. I'm laying there and they're like, "Don't move," I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I breathed. Was that too much moving? My toe flinched. Was that too much moving? Am I going to have to do this again? Did I blink? Was blinking okay? Am I allowed to blink? Should I close my eyes? What am I allowed to do that isn't too much moving? That's how I feel when I have an MRI." <laughs> Um, Anxiety. I was was telling my rheumatologist, my chiropractor, about it because I brought her a disc because she likes to review them for me, and she Uh kind of gets me answers a lot faster than my rheumatologist does. Um, and she's like, you know, if they do an MRI of your C one, they tell you not to swallow, and I'm like, what? She's like, yeah. 
they tell you to every time you hear a noise, you're not to swallow. So there's people getting like images of their C1 up through here holding saliva. And if you make an excess of saliva, you're literally drowning yourself. That seems horrible. So there has to be a better way. We need to get our favorite nurse practitioner on it. Katie, change the world of MRIs. That's not really because what she April does. Because April and but... I are tired of sitting in spaceships. <laughs> so I have a funny story from work this week to share. By the way, I'm really sorry your MRI experience was bad. And I hope you get positive results. I, I worry about you, my friend. Honestly, um, I'd rather have negative results and then I finally have answers on the pain. You know? Yeah. I And that's how I felt when I've had an MRI in the past. I mean, last week we talked about my infertility issues and just having someone name it was like, Oh, yeah. okay. And, it's and because, and realizing that polycystic ovaries, I'd had it my pretty much my whole life. life. And that fact that nobody caught it. And I was just like, Oh, this is why I'm fucked up. Cause it, right. it, it affects like every part Everything. of your body, including your brain. Right. It's like, and I've it. been, and I've been searching for answers Wow, since I got out, what yeah. I got, I got diagnosed like six months of, after getting out. Right. So as long as you've known me, I've been well, trying to find answers. You were searching for answers prior to that, yeah. But the freaking quote unquote doctors you saw were basically the military, just like okay. we're just like you're a woman, so that must be what's wrong with you. Men so, who are and- doctors. Men in healthcare, stop diagnosing women as it must be their uterus. There are other parts to our body. We don't diagnose you with it must be your dick. Like, okay, so when I first started getting migraines, that's where this all started was migraines, right? Mm-hmm. And I was still active duty and it was post Livia. So they thought it was a hormonal issue. So they forced mm-hmm. me to get on, they forced me to get on birth control. Well, first uh-huh. and foremost, that's just made the migraines worse. worse. So I stopped right. taking those. Right. And I was like, there's no p- reason to be on birth control. Because right. guess what? Matt's fucking fixed. Right. Ain't sleeping with anybody else. Right. I'm time for it. I have freaking two kids <laughs> under two. Like, hey, anybody got time to cheat? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'm starting to get severe migraines. I don't, you probably remember when I was like, I was out of the office a lot mm-hmm. when I was still at duty. And I went to the flight surgeon, the Coast Guard flight surgeon. Mm-hmm. That's who runs medical at the coast for the Coast Guard when I was active. Mm-hmm. He goes, migraines, huh? Let's get a, a brain scan. I go, you want to get an MRI of my brain? He goes, yeah, let's do that first. I go, we're not going to do labs? And he goes, eh. You know, a simple blood test costs a lot less. And um, usually it diagnoses... I mean, they diagnose you more by looking at your urine and your fecal samples. Like, so <laughs> you can be faster than an MRI and cheaper than an MRI. So takes, because freaking TRICARE takes forever. Right. Four plus weeks of before I could get a MRI. Right. Still suffering from migraines. Right. I'm not allowed to give myself the injections at home. So Matt has to drive me to base every time I have a migraine. I'm not working. Come to find out, they didn't even do blood work for my discharge. I had a positive ANA, which is an indicator of an autoimmune disease, which mm-hmm. then triggered the rest of this crap. Right. If 
they would have ran blood work then. They would have right. seen I was sick. And I would have been being paid properly instead of just getting 10% from the VA, which right. is so frustrating. What a tirade. Sorry, guys. Right. So, Sorry, guys. I'm super frustrated by it. We're almost and, we're almost eight minutes in and we haven't talked about anything. And, well, and, and, well, it's just female veterans can attest to this. Mm-hmm. Anytime you call the VA and you have a feminine voice, they automatically take a different tone with you. Yeah. I mean, that there that could be a larger story because that happens in, like, a lot of things that, yeah. yeah. Um, so Equality! I, Anyways, drama! Right. <laughs> Before we do that, this week um, I t- was talking to one of my new colleagues at my new job, and they asked questions about our podcast because I mentioned that I did a podcast with my bestie. Because we're super bestie, influencers my, now. Yeah, we're, we're influencers. Um, <laughs> and she was like, oh, well, I think that would be really great for us to share with our students. I was like, no, don't do that. She's like, you just, Molly, said, you just said you read a lot of YA. I said, right. But we also say fuck a lot. So you can't show that <laughs> in the classroom. <laughs> you, haven't messed, you haven't met Molly yet. <laughs> I love her dearly. She has zero filter. I'm like, that's, we can't share that with our students. All right, I so- am the friend that everybody says, so before you meet Molly, before you meet Molly, you need to know a few things. I'm okay with that. I'm a, I'm okay with having a warning label as long as you still love me. All right. So this week we are talking about this book here. It is called Drama, Drama. and it is by Raina Telgemeier. And um, she is a graphic novel. Uh, well, she started as a, a cartoonist, mm-hmm. um, uh, and she. Um, is a graphic novelist. Her graphic novels are classified in the YA or children's uh, vein. Um, this one, I got it from the library and it says YA on the spine, but uh, we had it in, in my library when I was at the elementary school. So um, she's we a- had- Get it out of the teen comic section here at League City. You did? Okay. So mm-hmm. um, it, she's very popular with the youths these days. With the chitlins. Um, with the chitlins. Um, so we, I picked this book because of something that I want to talk about with you after we talk about this book a little bit. But mm-hmm. I picked this book because it is banned for the reason for a for the the reason that it's banned is one of the reasons that most books are being banned right now. Um, so let me give a little synopsis about this book. Um, for those of you that ha- are just joining us for the first time, welcome. Welcome to the book festival. Um, <laughs> we are in the middle of a uh, series of reading banned books for the month of mm-hmm. September. We are celebrating banned books and why, and explaining why you should read them. And we're today we're going to talk about the banning process. Um, but this book, oh, and if you haven't listened to the other two banned book episodes, we have two that we've recorded uh, already that are live, so please go back and listen to those. We have To Kill a Which Mockingbird. Which are great. Yeah. Which is my favorite episode so far. I'll say it again. I loved recording that episode. Which makes me so happy because that's my favorite book. Um, <laughs> so To Kill a Mockingbird and Looking for Alaska. Um, and now we're going to talk about drama. So drama is a graphic novel, and I want to go on record by saying that graphic novels are not my favorite. I really struggle. Um, the the book challenge that Molly and I run that's like our book club um 
almost every personal year. Personal book club. We'll start a, a personal book club next year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you a book besties book club, but our personal book club that we've been running for, I, I think it's been, well, I, I mean, James was like one. So he's eight now. So it's like been seven years that we've been doing it's this. It's been a long time. Um, and it's just friends of ours. Um, there's almost every year there's a check for a graphic novel. And so every year I really struggle with that because that is not my thing. Um, James, my oldest, graphic novels are his jam. He reads them all the time. When That's I read true. a graphic novel, when I read a graphic novel, I am reading for the words and not reading the pictures, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous for somebody who is literally obsessed with picture books like I, i'm i'm i love picture books that's like but my you're thing. a children's librarian that's why you love picture books right. but but graphic novels are not really my thing so i did pick this one because i thought it would be different for us to do mm-hmm. um and then i think we both realized okay this is shorter than what we can really cover for an episode so that's why we're going to be talking about some other things so the synapses for this book uh, our main character is callie um, she is in the theater department. Uh, she does set work. She is not in the cast. Set work is what she lives for. She loves being behind the scenes. Um, she wants to be stage manager and director one day. Yeah, that's her jam. Um, she loves musical theater, but she can't sing. Um, and girl's she, name. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love singing. Um, I mean, I love to sing too. I don't know if other people love what I sing though. <laughs> um so i i i jokingly have a question for myself as i was reading this it's like why are all these kids excited to be on the stage crew it's <laughs> like <laughs> because i did theater um and i always wanted to be on the stage not behind the stage See, um, oh we'll get into it go ahead keep going synapses so, go so callie uh she's your typical these girl these kids are junior high Sweet. she's She's your typical junior high girl, middle school girl. She is has crushes on every boy that enters this book. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of things. Word. Um, and basically, this book is her liking all these boys, and they're putting together the show. And and one of the things I did like about uh, this, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to just show you some things. It starts with the overture, and it Love gives it. and it gives um the background and then it gets to the point where it's an intermission which is like when the show actually premieres and it, it's yes. quite, it's really really thought out um but uh i this school seems to really this these kids seem to really be into this theater and this this drama and um when they are on stage when they are on stage i'm sorry i forgot who it was um we have a one of our main characters. His name is Justin. He identifies himself as as gay pretty instantaneously. Mm-hmm. He has no issues with saying I am gay. Uh, this, yeah, his brother is not labeled, and Callie has a major crush on him and thinks that he's crushing on her. And he is not one to be in the front of the stage like his brother is. He wants to be behind the stage, but something happens. But he can sing. He can, but something happens during the performance. Um, two characters break up, and they're like the leads of the show. So, um, so that girl's a monster, BT Dub. Right. So Jesse um, takes the stage in a dress because he knows all of the parts, and he kisses on stage West, who is the main character of the play, mm-hmm. and um, 
we sort of discover that West might not be straight, that he might be bi. He's still figuring it out, but he definitely has a crush on West. Um, and uh, that is pretty much the entire book. Like yeah. I just gave you all the things. Um, so it just takes longer to read it. <laughs> I think I finished the whole book uh, in maybe two hours. Yeah, I was going to say like 40 minutes to an hour for me. Yeah, I think, well, because I was getting my kids up and things like that while I was yeah, reading yeah, the book. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I sat in our hotel room. I read this while we had stopped overnight on our way to our vacation. Um, we had stopped somewhere overnight and uh, I read it the next morning and I finished it and took my notes. And um, it's a very quick read. But again, but again, I don't read graphic novels for the pictures, which is problematic. Because that's very the point. much so. That's the point. <laughs> um, so you didn't like comics at all growing up. So I guess, but that's just not really. So I have read a few graphic novels that I really have enjoyed. Um, one of those is Mouse, which is actually three parts, um, and it tells a story. It's very allegorical of the Holocaust and the Nazis and all these things. And uh-huh. it's, it's really good. And that one I absolutely loved and I can't think of the author, but I'll, I'll put it below in the comments. Um, and the other one was, um, uh, I think it's called Persephone. That's not what it's called. Um, that was a weird face. I didn't mean to make the weird face. Persepolis. Persepolis. Pers- I'm not sure how you say it. But um, it is a graphic novel about an Iranian girl who's growing up in Iran before it became Muslim, a Muslim country, and how that shapes her family when it becomes a Muslim country because she is not Muslim. And um, it's very interesting. Um, And those two graphic novels, I've read both of them and enjoyed them. But the rest of the graphic novels I've read, like I read the graphic novel adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird, and I read the... Graf- I've read a few other graphic novels that I'm like, eh, I just don't really eh. care. I don't care. Eh. This one was okay. I definitely understand why the youths like it. Um, I know your girls really liked it. My girls loved it. Both Okay, so when I told Big's girls that I was reading this, mm-hmm. they're like, first and foremost, they go, Elle Red has that book! Because we don't own the big book physically. And uh-huh. I was like, oh. You go, and both of them stopped what they were doing at a play date to read this book because Elle owned it. Nice. <laughs> and then when I borrowed it from the library, because I told them I was doing it for this, they both physically made me notes. I, because love, I love the Biggs girls doing the work for us. Well done. Well <laughs> done. They had feelings. They have feelings. But I want to say one thing before we dive into all our notes. Right. Um. So... This covers the LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. which is important for kids to see. Right. I personally, my personal beliefs, right. children need to see themselves represented. Right. And especially when it's not in their home. Mm-hmm. My children didn't mention that two boys kiss once. Yeah. Well, and I think if you're raising your kids to be respectful of all people and to recognize that all people deserve cultures love it you know and and then you don't it doesn't phase you because it shouldn't they're just no they're just it's just a story it's just another story right and i mean and i livia's biggest problem was they were covering a made-up musical and they weren't doing les mis 
I was bothered by it being a fake musical too, actually. So Liv, I'm with you on that one. Um, I, but she misspelled they miss and then she wrote, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, so the reason this book is banned is because it has gay kissing in it, which whatever. Who cares? Um, and um, we are going to talk a little bit about how we are going to talk mostly about how books are banned. But um, until we get to that, what are your thoughts on graphic novels? I love graphic novels. It was, um, so I did a lot of comics growing up because uh-huh. it was easier for me to read. As that makes sense, yeah. With my dyslexia. Right. Pictures also helped a lot. They filled in gaps when my brain mm-hmm. stopped working. Right. Um, the graphic novel didn't become a thing till we were much older. Right. Well, um, it didn't hit its height until right. then. Um, I didn't have been around forever. Right. I didn't have yeah. access to it. Let's let's put it that way. I didn't right. have access to it. I had an aunt that would take me to a comic book store in mm-hmm. Elmira or Binghamton yeah. every few months. Right. And that was the extent of my picture or the which I have a note about this. This this reminded me a lot of Peanuts characters. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, like I, I- I think the drawing sort of reminds the me. The art in the yeah. writing just yeah. is just a modern day. And that's what I got that older, vibe. It's like yeah. like a Sunday comic yeah. feel. I got right. more of Sunday comics vibes than graphic right. novel vibes. Because right. most graphic novels I know are dark, right? Like, right. Um, they're, you know, either they're either something like Hellboy mm-hmm. or they're, you know, post-apocalyptic or I didn't grow up with the access to children's graphic novels right so the only like cartoon graphics i had to reference other than comics were um were you know the sunday funnies right so that's where i got i i I, that's the vibe i got from this graphic novels are exploding in popularity um, which is fantastic it's just getting more kids to read for sure my last library where i was the elementary librarian last year i increased our graphic novel collection i pretty much doubled it um because i love it because yay that's what kids want um and my current uh, graphic novel section with the middle schoolers i plan to also do that because it's, a, it's not big enough. And I think you you have teachers on two sides of this issue. You have teachers who are saying, well, that's not reading. That's just pictures. And I'm like, how did Fight you me. get inspired to read? You read picture books. That's where everybody starts. So if you don't see value in graphic novels, then you don't see value in reading to kids picture books. Right. And like I said, that's personally not my, it's not my and thing. it's a great transition from picture mm-hmm. books to chapter books. And that's why James likes it. Um, he's a very proficient reader. So he's entering third grade. Um, when this, wow, when this episode grade. premieres, he will actually have had, um, it will actually False. be his first day of school. False. He's still a baby. Mm-hmm. I just met, I, uh, no, it'll be was- his second week of school yeah he's definitely not a baby anymore he's eight um how hard do you think it is for me that your kids are preteens and teens like how no, i mean live by the time no. this airs live will be a stone's throw away from her 11th birthday i can't i can't with that um so anyway he is on easily a fourth bordering fifth grade reading yeah. level 
He doesn't but, like to read black and white books. It's not how his brain works. He, he's on the autism spectrum. Him. Right. He's on the autism spectrum and he thinks in pictures. So having a book with pictures, it's it's on his brainwave. And his teacher last year was not a fan of him reading graphic novels. She wanted him Rude. to read chapter books. And it's not totally her fault. Um, I actually really liked his teacher, so I'm not going to throw her under the bus. But the, I will. The curriculum that she <laughs> used required him to read chapter books. And I just kept trying to explain to her. I am fighting to get him to read a chapter book for 30 minutes where I can leave him alone with graphic novels and he'll read an entire Dogman series. Like he's going to read 10 books. Like let's let him read what he wants to read. Yeah, Molly, we'll fight for you. (laughs) So tell her to call me. We'll have words. (laughs) So yeah, so I definitely see value in graphic novels. That's one of the things I love about being a a librarian and no longer an English teacher um, because Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck what your reading level is. I don't care that you are on an eighth grade reading level as a sixth grader. Um, If you want to read Dogman, which basically has like a word a page, fucking read it. Fucking read it. Word. So um, that's what I like about it. Um, Okay, so. Sorry. (laughs) No, we're good. That's kind of the point of this book is like for us to have a conversation about kids reading. Right. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. So I have a question for you. Um, We've talked a lot about, we've had a few characters that have been like, are they a heroine? Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is a good, Callie is a good character to ask this. Is she a heroine or is she just a boy crazed teen or or is she a drama star? Like what do you think of her? I... I think she can be a heroine. I think she's good. I think she can be. I think she will mature into one. Mm-hmm. I think right now she is just a teen girl. Yeah. And, but she did follow through on what she wanted. Mm-hmm. She said she was going to do X, Y, and Z and she did it. Yeah. And I think you can be a heroine and be boy crazy at the same time. It yeah. is very feasible. She, the funny told- thing is, the funny thing is, we said the opposite for Bella. We said she could not be a heroine because she was so boy crazed. But Bella also stopped life for right. boys. Right. She was. This little girl does not stop life. She no. keeps pushing yeah. through sets. She starts. She mm-hmm. is a machine. Yeah. And I think that shows the drive she's going to have throughout life. Yeah. You know. I think what's great about her is that she doesn't lose herself in boys. She's found a, a hobby that she really likes and she loses herself in that. But that's so much more constructive than being lost in boys. You know? Oh, for real. And changing yourself for a boy is just lucky. Right. Yeah. Ugh. But I don't think we realize that when you when you are a teen girl, it's like watching The Little Mermaid and she's all like, I love him. And he, her dad's like, you're 16. Shut up. And she's like, I'm not a child anymore. And you're like, yes, you fucking are a child. You are. Um, and she literally. I'm going to call Elsa again. You can't marry somebody you just met. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Um, so, yeah. So I, I thought um, I, I agree with you. She did a good job balancing that line. And I think. Yeah. I think boys and girls would read this book and enjoy it. Like, I don't think it yes. was too flowery, even though the main no. character was a girl. Um, no. And, and, and um, I do know, like, at par, this was a very popular book. There is, is a, a wait list. Book, yes. It is a wait. There is a wait list. And it is both genders. Well, boys the, and girls wanting to read it. 
the public library where I checked this out from, I was massive wait list here I too. Was four people deep to get it. So yeah, same and, six and they, here. And they own several copies in the system. So this is clearly a popular book. The author. Um, our, and kudos our, to those parents who are letting their kids read this book. 100%. The author is very popular in general. Like my students are claim, like, oh, there's a new one by her. Okay, I want yeah. that. Like they don't care what it's about. They just like her. Um, mm-hmm. And that makes me happy. Um, all right. So were you surprised by Jesse and West kissing on the stage? Um and what kind of reaction would this have gotten at your middle school when you were a middle oh, schooler? Oh, okay. So um, I wasn't surprised because I feel like it was leading up to that as it was predictable for me in my grown-up mm-hmm. dome. Mm-hmm. I knew some uh, boys were going to kiss. Like, it was somebody boys. Yeah. Some boys were somebody kissing. was kissing. Yes, right. for sure. Um, I felt shock for our main character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she liked I felt, that boy. Oh, poor, poor. Poor girl. Poor thing. Poor thing. How how many times have we lost a boy to somebody else? Anyway, not the point. Um, your second part of your question. If this would have... Okay, so I grew up in Redneck Central in 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. If two boys would have kissed, they would have either thought it was a joke mm-hmm. and started mocking it, mm-hmm. or they would have gotten really angry and hateful real fast. Yeah. And, I don't. Um, I don't think anybody would find that funny at my school. They probably would have beat the crap out of them and called them the f word many times. Not um, not fuck. They would have used that the other f word. Uh, yeah, the effort, other f word. Um, sexuality was used as a joke word for a while growing up, mm-hmm. and like we had um, instead of Dairy Queen, we used to have the Dairy King festival every year. Mm-hmm. And the juniors would be the Dairy King for senior year. And there was always a pageant. And mm-hmm. it was very. It was just like all of the boys who thought right. they were funny right. competing. Right. And they'd like wear Speedos and fake right. kiss on stage. And right. it was just. So it, it would have definitely they would have definitely made this like if they thought if two boys if this was a middle school thing and two boys kissed on stage they would have thought it was a joke right and just rolled with it or started sl- sending slurs right so. so so the audience obviously has a like a <gasps> moment yeah when they see them kiss um, which is kind of ridiculous uh i mean i don't know that i think it's ridiculous like if i see two men kissing it doesn't bother me i don't i don't care love who you love because love is love right like, be who you are agreed but if i started a play <laughs> With a girl and a boy, and the play ended with a boy in a dress kissing another boy. I think I'd be like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like, was William that Shakespeare? William Shakespeare never used female actresses. Yes, and I know. Always that. and always had two men's kissing on stage. Right, right. But again, the play started with a girl and a boy, and ended with a boy in drag and a boy. Like, <laughs> I think that would have been the part that I was like. What am I watching? Like, I don't care the two boys kiss. I just would have been confused as to what happened to the girl. What happened to Celia's daughter? Wasn't she the lead? Like, that would be like your right. thought bubble. Right. Like, wait, yeah, it says right here. Like, where'd she go? Yeah, I would. Where'd she go? I would be more concerned that my friend's daughter's missing right, than the right. kids kissing on the right, stage. Right. Um, where I grew up, uh, saying that's gay and you're gay was definitely. Vernacular. Yeah, it was the norm. Same. Um, 
I don't know that that's using the f word, not fuck, right. the right. other f word, right. very common. Right. Thinking it's a joke, like "Hey, you," that was definitely right. Right. Yep. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that it would have gone over well at my school. Not at all. Um, in Here fact, either. in fact, I had uh, two friends in high school, both males, uh, who are both gay men, um, and out now, but closeted when we were in high school. Yeah. I thought they might be gay. I was friends with both of them. I they had. I thought they might be gay, mm-hmm. but there was no way in hell they were ever coming out in high school. And, we and talk- I wasn't gonna. We've. I, I've had. Um. I can think of three classmates from younger classes from my senior year that have now come out. Mm-hmm. One was in chorus with me, and every morning he and I danced together. Mm-hmm. Like we mm-hmm. did, like a whole ballroom routine. Like neither mm-hmm. of us knew what the other was doing. They, we always knew, like, Mm -hmm. those that knew these three boys Mm -hmm. knew. Mm -hmm. We just didn't speak about it. Mm -hmm. But it was never, like, the nasty, negative, Mm -hmm. like, hetero, like, strong guys. Mm -hmm. Never said a word because they knew they'd never, like, get a girlfriend, right? Because going against these boys would have gotten them banned. You know, by the girl folk. So I feel like, and I think we've talked about this before on the pod. I feel like this young generation, the Gen Zers and whatever the hell the Gen after Gen Z will be, whatever our kids are. um, Alpha. Is it Alpha? Alpha. What would that come after Z? Like that's. I have Z to A. I don't know. We're looping through. Anyways. Um, Well, I'll put a link in the bio for what our generations are. (laughs) I feel like this generation of youth are much more accepting of people in general, but especially of people of different uh, sexual orientations. Well, and Um, they're growing up with it differently. Like, right. My, we have friends who have twin boys. Mm -hmm. They have two moms and our friends are both women. Right. And, this is actually a funny story. Um, Tina kind of, my friend that loves this story and she actually tells other lesbians the story actually because it's hilarious. So Piper comes home from first grade one day, mm-hmm. runs through the door, slams the door. I go, hi, Piper. She goes, hi, mommy. Gotta go tell Livy something. Bolts upstairs. Okay. Mm-hmm. As she's bolting upstairs. Now you've been to her high home. Mm-hmm. It echoes from up to downstairs. 100%. She goes upstairs and starts whispering. I'm air quoting friends that are listening to this on the pod. <laughs> on pod. She goes, Levy. Lev's like, what? She goes, she says our friends' names. Mm-hmm. They're lemonades. They're lemonades. <laughs> Lev's like, what? And she goes, <laughs> and she goes, Yes, Ek boy, insert boy name here, said that when two girls kiss, that they're, means they're lemonade. They're lemonade. <laughs> oh my god! Livy stops. I can hear. I can literally hear Livia thinking. She's four at this time, almost five. <laughs> I can hear Livy thinking upstairs, and then her final response is okay, and then goes back to what she's doing. Lemonades. Good, good, good. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, yeah, I think, um, I think we, it, it, when we were, when we were in our twenties, yeah, well, maybe like when I was, yeah, when we were in our twenties, 
people coming out was like a novel thing. Like right. uh, Neil Patrick Harris for one and Lance uh, yeah. for two. Um, it was a big deal that they were quote unquote outed. It was on the cover of People magazine. It yeah. was a thing. And Neil Patrick Harris was sort of forced out by Perez Hilton's blog. Um, we have the same thing with, oh, who Perez. played George O'Malley? Who played George? Oh, T.R. Knight. Yes. So he was outed as well. Um, and it was a big deal. But today, when celebrities come out, nobody cares anymore. Like, it's um, like who cares? Demi Lovato yeah. came out as nine bon- nine, non-binary, non-binary. Yeah. And they, them is the preferred pronoun for them. Mm-hmm. And all I saw, other than, like, media outlets, mm-hmm. is people, like, being nasty about it. Right. Other than, like... Let's just accept it and move on, right? right? Like, what you identify is what you identify. Yeah, you, nobody really I mean, cares anymore. It's 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 not. People are just like, okay, cool. You like people of the same sex. You like people of both sexes. Who cares? Like, you don't see sex. You see emotion. Right. Great for you. Like, it's what you always say to me. You do you, boo boo. Like, you just, do you do whatever. you, boo boo. Whatever. Exactly. Like. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, we're right. fine. If you're hurting right. somebody else, we're going to have problems. Right. And that actually brings us to why this book is bad. And we're going to start talking about... Sorry, go ahead. One more thing on drama. Yeah. Dearest Netflix, I swear to God, if you do not make this into a children's series, we are going to have problems. I don't know that it's long enough to do that. You would have to really add some content to it. This, no, even a short miniseries. Yeah. Children across the globe need to see this. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, graphic novels are not my thing, but it's good. I, I, I think the, the backstory, the, the reason for this story is important. Right. I don't need it to be multi-season. I don't need it to be like 25 plus episodes. Right. I need you to cast this. Put it on your children's platform and give the middle finger to those freaking hateful people. Because. But I will say that as accepting as we are culturally with uh, people of the, as you call it, alphabet mafia, LGBTQ plus, um, we as a society are still not accepting of our media content, including them. So our books and our TV shows and, um, did, was it Disney Plus? Some channel made... Oh, geez. Molly lost her mic, everybody. I'm all right, guys. It wasn't loud. I hope it wasn't loud. Tom's going to kill me. Sorry, gang. Um, Keep going. I think it Disney was, Plus. Sorry. I think Disney Plus just made a series where it was like a prince who's gay. And mm-hmm. like that was a big deal. And then Rewind 10 Years and Good Luck Charlie, I think was the show. Yeah. Um, one of... Charlie's friends had two moms and like they kind of just shrugged it off like oh well cool whatever who cares um but it was a big deal to the point that the girl who played Charlie was getting death threats she was like three three so we still do, are not accepting of it in our media and that brings which is us, awful right and that brings us to why this book is banned right. um so this book is on the banned books list because there are Two boys kissing essentially is the reason why. And um Which is super dumb. What is happening right now in banning books, um, 
the number one reason that books are being challenged right now is because they depict LGBTQ plus people. Um, and this year's banned book list, which I um, put a link in To Kill a Mockingbird uh, on that one, but I will link it below again. Please. Uh, but this year's banned book list, top 10, uh, the very first uh, book ban is George by Alex Gino. And that book is about a, um, I don't know if it's non-binary or um, it, if it's uh, someone who is gender fluid. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if it's non-binary or somebody that is transgender, but I'm pretty sure it's a transgender man, boy. Okay. Uh, it is a children's book. Um, and that is being, this is the reason that that one is challenged. It's conflicting with religious viewpoint and not reflecting the quote unquote values of our community. Um, also on the list are other, um, well, actually this year, that is the only one I'm seeing, but uh, no, I'm sorry. Here's another one. Um, nope. That's not one, but what I'm seeing, sorry, what I'm seeing over the past, uh, I want to say five years, you mentioned earlier that kids need to see themselves in books. So when we talk about that in the library where we, we world, we talk about kids seeing mirrors of themselves, but as a, a librarian, That's my verbiage, well, I didn't come up with it. Some like person much smarter than me did, but I don't just want to ha have kids have mirrors in themselves. I want kids who are cisgender white males to see other people of color and uh, of different sexual orientations and just see them doing normal things. And by normal things, I don't mean that a black boy is a captain of the basketball team. I mean that a black boy falls in love with another black boy and it's just normal. Like, why can't Because it just, is normal. Right. Why can't we just normalize children's literature so that kids don't grow up thinking that these things are not normal when they right. are? This is the way the world is. Right. So what what is happening in children's literature right now is that we are increasing diversity in our children's literature and our YA literature, um, and parents are not happy about it because we need to, quote, unquote, protect our kids. And it's absolutely asinine. I agree. I agree. I won't get into my tirade of how we can protect our children. Um, my, blue via my blue color will come out. But <laughs> I... Um, I understand wanting to protect your kids, mm -hmm. but sending them out into the world, not mm -hmm. comprehending what the world looks like, mm -hmm. is setting them up for failure. Right. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to think that gay marriage is okay. Right. You just have to make your children understand that that's, you don't have to like it. But you have to accept it. Right. This is how other people live. Teach your children not to hate. Right. You know? And, and that's I, my bottom line when it comes to this stuff. And I get asked that question um, because there are people who are staunchly religious who will and I am not religious. I am a believer. There's a difference. Right. Religion is routine. It's And that's not what I believe. I believe in, um, in faith. <laughs> I believe in grace and truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been asked, how can you be a believer and be supportive of gay marriage? And I, I'm not saying because that love is love, baby cakes. And I'm not saying that I think that the church should necessarily 
where that is a sacrament. I'm not saying necessarily that the church should marry people, but I don't really care if your church marries people. My church uh, is actually going through the process now of making the decision. And I'm like, sure, let them, who cares? Whatever. Right. Because I just, how does it affect you at all? It doesn't. And that's the point. It doesn't. Like, I'm not. It, I'm it, not a gay person, so it doesn't affect me. Right. right. Well, so I'm not saying really you directly. Any, no, but I mean, like, I don't really directly. have any. I don't really have any business judging people right. because it doesn't affect me. Like, what happens with me in my house has nothing to do with you, right. unless I build a rocket launcher on my roof. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bug you. Yeah. Like it's absolutely let me, ridiculous, me, man. So, um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the banning process. Yes, um, please. So for anyone that's interested in how books become banned, um, we use the term banned, but more accurately, books are challenged. Um, books that become banned have actually gone through the process and are now banned in communities or libraries or schools or certain areas. Rude. It doesn't happen that a book is banned like nationally. Um I mean, that happened. Has there ever been a book that's been banned nationally? I'm sure there was in Nazi-controlled Germany. <laughs> okay, Emma, in the United States of America. <laughs> Not that I know of. I don't believe we've ever had a book that we've banned um, mm-hmm. entirely uh, because we do have informational freedom. And I'm going to read, I'm going to link this below, but the library, uh, American Libraries Association has a, a, our own Bill of Rights. ALA. A- ALA. Mm-hmm. And this is the number one tentpole for being a librarian. Books and other library resources should be provided for the interest, information, and enlightenment of the people of the community the library serves. Materials should not be excluded because of origin, background, or views of those contributing to their creation. So what we're saying is we do not agree with banning books. If right. you want to book, write a book about why you hate people of color... And why we should go send them back to where they come from. I'm not laughing. That's I'm laughing because it's a ridiculous thought bubble. It's actually <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. That's I picked something very ridiculous. But if you want to write a book like that and you want to spread hate, unless our library policy specifically says we don't buy books with hate, which most of them do, um, we will not ban your book. We can make the argument that it doesn't reflect the views of this community, and so we will not purchase it for our particular library, but uh, we fight against censorship. Um, we fight against it at great lengths. Um, librarians have gone to jail fighting against censorship. Why wow. you would ever put a librarian in jail is beyond me. The other thing we've gone to jail for is that... Um, your library records are private. So if you've ever worried about using a public library and checking out things that you don't want other people to know you're checking out, the library records are private. And um, once you've returned the book and it's off your account, it's gone forever unless you ask us to keep a record of what you've read. Um, and so this has actually literally happened. Um, police law enforcement have come in to want to see what somebody read or checked out from the library because you're a suspected terrorist, for example. Literally, this is a real story. And librarians have said, no, you cannot have that record. We don't keep that record. We um, we want you to feel safe in using our resources. Um, so that is where book banning has, it is basically starts as book challenging. 
the most of time the books are challenged in schools. Right. Now it does happen in public libraries uh, occasionally that someone will say, I don't believe that belongs on your shelf. Uh, and you could just Google library book banning and you'll get a, 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 a litany of, of Harry Potter was on there in a few counties, right? Harry Potter is one of the top 100 banned books because of magic. I just want to ban it because I hate it. <laughs> I still don't like it. And I'm almost finished with book six and I still don't like it. I hope um, everybody's laughing with me. You don't have to like it, but you don't have to ban it either. <laughs> right. And that's the point. Um, there is a children's book. Uh, something happened in June or something happens in June, which is about pride, pride parade. And uh-huh. that, that one is often challenged in public libraries because I can understand why people challenge this one. Mm-hmm. I still don't agree with them, but it depicts people like Leatherman. Like it's a little, yeah. it's a little risque. Like it's not, Racy. A, it's not a big deal that people are having a pride parade. But if they go to YouTube and put little, pride in, right. if they go to YouTube and put pride parade in, right. they're going to see all the, they're right. going to see everybody, right. the twinks, the, 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 the bears, the, 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 the the lesbians, the cis, the trans, the drag right. queens, they're going to see everybody. Right. Well, like that's, that's all in the book and people have a problem with it because it is a little risque. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm not going to pull it off my shelf. Like that's a book that I purchased for my last, for my library system that I worked they for. They need to see it. They need to see everybody represented in one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, so what happens is, like in a school, like the school where I work, there is a process. If a parent believes a book should not be read in the school that mm-hmm. is housed in the school library or is part of the school curriculum, there is a process in place where they officially challenge the book. So they can come to me as the librarian and say, I don't think this book should be on your shelf. And I can just be like, okay, let me write down your name and then, you know, not do anything with it. The official process is I'm supposed to tell them, if you really believe that this book should not be on the shelf, you need to uh, fill out this paperwork and and actually start the process of having it reviewed. So once you've challenged a book, it is now reviewed by a committee. Um, depending on the library system or the school system, that committee is usually made up of people who um, are school board members, are um, teachers. Um, your librarian may be on that board too. It, I think they should put us on the board, but sometimes they don't because we're the person that purchased the book and right. we don't really want to you know, have that bias. Um, it's a committee that decides they will read the book and they will make a decision of is this does this book have merit being in our school library or our public library? Does it have merit? Uh-huh. Now, whatever decision that board makes is the decision of what happens with that book. Their decision is uh, made public and the book is either removed from the shelves and then therefore is officially banned in that district or... They basically say, we appeased you by reviewing the book and we see merit in this book and we're going to leave it on the shelf. And then it's only a challenged book. And that is basically the process. Now, when Banned Books Week comes about, the Banned Books list includes books that have only been challenged and not banned. Um, And uh, actually, the book that we're going to do in two weeks is number three on this year's list. So we're going to do All American Boys in two 13 weeks. Reasons Why? Or No, no, no. We're oh, gonna... no. All, All American Boy. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's next week, isn't it? 
That's yeah, that is next week. Um, that one's number three on the list. So we're actually really three. and to kill well, a mockingbird this year is number seven. I just we have to talk about race. I'm gonna say a hundred percent times mm-hmm. your kids are seeing race in their classroom. Yeah, right. They're seeing race in the streets. They're seeing race right. when you're taking the grocery store, Walmart, Target. Right. They have to talk about it. Right. And Brown versus the Board of Education, which was the pivotal decision that integrated schools. The decision was made by saying separate is not equal. Agreed. We live in a society where we are supposed to all be equal and not be separated. And if we are not allowing our kids to read books that show that diversity, then we're not doing them a service. We're doing them an injustice. And we're keeping building people who will not understand people of color and who do not care. Do not care about their fellow man. And it's a problem. 100% agree. Could not, like, preach, girl. Preach. I get on soapboxes when it comes to banning books. No, I mean, I, you know how I feel about editing people's lives. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just finding words. I gotta find the words. (sighs) Words. So, this can get hyper-political, and I'm not going to try to do that. There is a subset, a group of people, that feel like we need to let go of these conversations about race, LGBTQ plus matters, the women's equality. That I saw an article, I'm going to have to find it again. Uh-huh. I saw an article that was talking about how we need to stop talking about women's equality in school because the that little girls need to know that they are equal now, but their mothers are not making equal pay in the workplace right now. Mm-hmm. And we need to keep in. It is usually a subset of older white men who are telling all everybody else that they need to just let this stuff go. It's in the past, but obviously it's not in the past. If it's still splattering our newspapers every day. Right. Well- you can you can also um i mean you can use ruth bader ginsburg i don't know that was it was like rbg was it was a children's book about her i mean i don't necessarily agree with her politically but i cannot deny that she has done she did amazing things for women and she was asked the question of when is it going to be too enough women on you know the supreme court and she said there are nine when there are nine, no one ever questions when there are nine men on the Supreme Court. But if there were nine women, we would question it. Why? Why? If we're supposed and, to be equal. And, you know, we look at League City City Council. Mm-hmm. As soon as a woman ran this past year, mm-hmm. they started attacking her political beliefs mm-hmm. and what she has and hasn't done, her education. Mm-hmm. But, as soon as a man runs that has no like college degrees, mm-hmm. they don't question it. They right. don't attack them. Right. And it's just the double standard is still alive. Right. If it comes to politics, to the workplace, it doesn't matter. There right. is still a double standard when it comes to women, people of color, people mm-hmm. of different sexual orientations, mm-hmm. and the importance of these books in our children's hands in the public right. libraries for people to reach and understand it it's not going to change until there's equality right and then we will be having this conversation and i feel it like, won't matter anymore and i feel like 
everyone's dream is for that equality, but I'm not sure that I believe, and it definitely not, at least in my lifetime, that we will ever mm-hmm. attain that. Because, what we feel is equality, true. Yeah, because we all come with our own biases. I, I mean, I am never going to say that I don't see color because I think that is asinine. Not seeing color is not recognizing somebody somebody authentically for Agreed. for who they are as a person of color. Um, but uh, I think that we all come with some biases and they're so deeply ingrained in our society that it's really hard to say that we'll ever have that true equality. Um, just things like saying uh, somebody who's very flamboyant, oh, they must be gay. Well, that doesn't always, that's not always the case. Um, or when somebody is gay and not flamboyant, we're like, that guy can't be gay. Well, why not? He's just a human. He just happens to like other men. Like, why does it matter? You know? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think, um, I think we're moving in the direction of being accepting of other cultures and accepting of differences, but I don't think, I don't think we'll ever be to a place, at least not in my lifetime where we have, a feeling of everyone being equal. And that goes with women as well. Like I, I do think there are still a lot of times that we're the underdog where we're underpaid for the same job as men. We in the library world, my profession is dominated by women, but men who make up a very small percentage of it tend to work through the ranks faster and become directors. And women don't usually reach that point. And some of that has to do with, I actually was just talking to Dawn about this. Uh, She got a new job and she was trying to negotiate her salary. And I said, you need to ask for what you want because we're taught as women that we need to be small and we need to be thankful for what they give us. And instead, instead we need to be like men who apply for jobs that they're not qualified for and go in there and say, you should hire me because I know my shit, even when they don't. And then they negotiate their salary higher because they're told to do that. Actually got in an argument with a very dear friend about this the other day. He has a degree he works in a field that his degree doesn't equivalent to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he just finished his master and his master's kind of rolls into this new job, but whatever. Uh-huh. Now my degree is in creative writing and English. Mm-hmm. And he goes to me, I was talking about how most HR companies won't hire me because I don't have an HR degree, even though I have six plus years in the military in a very professional HR. HR. Right. Which I was very good at. It, mm-hmm. I, I, this is not bragging. I was excellent at my job. So I, excellent. At- I can attest to that because you were our yeoman. <laughs> I still get job offers from retired officers I used to work with. Yeah, that you, is you an testament of you, you made that is an testament of who I was, mm-hmm. and I did things well past my pay grade. Mm-hmm. And he goes to me. Well, just apply for the jobs in HR. They'll hire you just because it's not your what your degree in doesn't mean. I was like, that's not how this works. And he goes, well, my job. And I go, well, first and foremost, you're a white man. Mm-hmm. I am a disabled veteran mm-hmm. with purple hair. Mm-hmm. I am not looked at the same way you are. Right. You are a 40 plus year old man. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. with an excellent job, who has excellent credentials, who probably has a great credit score compared to mine. Like, but like your life is completely different from mine. Right. And I appreciate the thought process. And I really like, I got, (laughs) I got denied for a bank teller job the other day because they told me I was underqualified. Do you not know what I did in the military? Like, it's on my, like, yeah. resume. Like, I am overqualified for bank teller. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted something part-time that wasn't yeah. a grocery store, lady. Like, right. I'm looking through this year's band book list, which I am going to link below. And um, the only book on here that is not featuring a woman, a person of color, or somebody of the LGBTQ plus community is of mice and men. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that one has sorry. Mur- that one has a murder in it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those of religious upbringing. I didn't it's just what I say what I'm just not so I'm surprised and not surprised at the same that time. That is the only one on here. I should have, not be surprised. Th- there, there's a book, Speak. I don't know if you've read Speak by Lori Hulse Anderson. That I the main, the, the, we should cover that one. That one's really good. The main character is is a, a teen girl, um, mm-hmm. and uh, everything else on here, To Kill a Mockingbird, which we've already talked about, has to do with uh, the white savior. So we're still dealing with, uh, you know. The, the only one white man the only one the white man yeah the only one that is <laughs> is white men is of mice and men and it's about a murder but so so it, so we're gonna ban we're gonna ban lgbtq blessed community we're gonna ban people of color but also we gotta ban the murderer but he's wait. the only one so and it's Listeners. actually banned for racial racial slurs and racist stereotypes and negative effects on students. So there are some racial slurs and things in there, and that would go. You know what this is? You know but- what this is? Bullshit flag. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners, our beloved viewers, besties. Our point is, you see this. You're seeing Mm -hmm. this in your community. We're Mm -hmm. seeing this in our community. Mm -hmm. And the reason we're having this conversation, one, Mm -hmm. is to remind you that those banned books that you grew up with is still a thing. Yes. Two, your children are still dealing with it if you have kids. Yep. And three, if you have a problem with this, go fight with your local librarians. Help them. Help them fight this battle because right now- Because they are- Sitting at city council alone right now. Right. And and the other thing I want to say is, as a parent, you absolutely have the right to make choices that you feel are best for your child. So if you do Agreed. not want your child to read drama or The Hate You Give or All American Boys, you absolutely have the right to monitor what your child is reading and tell them, this is not appropriate. We do not want this in our household. You may not read this. You do Agreed. not- you do not have the right to parent other people's children and make decisions on what they are allowed to read. We just talked about this last week with Piper's teacher. Well, right. was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, when yeah. Piper's teacher telling me my kid right. couldn't read Hunger Games. Right. And if you want your child to not bring home a certain book, um, Harry Potter is one of those that 
Parents will contact school, school librarians and say, my kid is not allowed to read anything with magic. We do not support that. But your, don't your, entangle my kid in your crop problems. But your school's librarian has the ability to put a note in your child's account that says, this child is not allowed to check out books with magic in it. I don't love doing that. I don't love telling a kid, I'm sorry you're interested in this book. You may not check it out. But that's your mom me. said so. But your mom said so. But you as a parent have the right to make that decision for your child. But Agreed. banning the book, banning Which, the book, you are not protecting other people's children. That is not your fucking job. Agreed. Okay. I'm sorry. It is. No, you know, you're fine. It's, um, I don't want to get hyper political, but what I do in my house has nothing to do with you. It doesn't have anything to do with you. Bottom line. And this goes for sexuality, race, gender, right. what I do with my money. If I buy a gun, if I don't buy a gun, what right. I do with my body. If right. I want a vaccine, if I don't want a vaccine, if I want an abortion, I don't want an abortion. Right. It is none of your it's damn none business. Of, none of your business. And, you know, my husband has said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I w- I'm going on a tirade. No, I. Mind your own goddamn business is my bottom line. (laughs) I feel this on a spiritual level. Um, My husband and I have talked about, you know, the question of what if our kids grow up and and one of them are gay or both of them are gay or whatever. And my husband said, I don't want them to come out to us. And at first I was like, what? They shouldn't feel like they have to. That's exactly his point. If our kid is gay, bring your boyfriend home. It might throw us off a little bit because it might not be expected, but I don't feel like you need to sit down and have a conversation with me and tell me who you are. If you feel like you need to have that conversation for yourself, like Mm -hmm. if you feel like it's important to you to explain, fine, but you don't need to explain yourself to me. You You be who you are. No explanation of who you are as a human being. And let me tell you you what. I grew you inside me. I know you. I don't care. I love you as is. Just don't go killing people. Yeah, you can't murder people. people. You end up on the banned book list if you murder people. (laughs) So um, my mother, at a very young age, Mm -hmm. always told us, I love you if you're gay, straight, Mm -hmm. you think you're a girl, like, you identify as a boy, whatever. Mm -hmm. I love you, whatever you are. Right. Just be a good human. Yes. And she started that at a very young age. Right. And- it was very confusing at as eight years old being like, right. what's gay? But like, mm-hmm. I think those values helped me become the human I am today. Yeah. You know, and uh, April and I have talked about this several times. We are on different political sides, mm-hmm. but obviously from these conversations, you besties have heard, we have very overlapping views. Yeah very overlapping views well i'm more of a libertarian so i just think everyone should just do whatever the fuck makes them happy and just do it like bro same bro same i just want the government to stay out of it like i just want small just government leave me the fuck alone. do whatever you want leave me the fuck alone is my mantra uh- <laughs> i feel like on a side note tom is really gonna struggle editing this because i can see how loud we're all getting as we're recording it and we're just blowing eardrums this week it's just happening we're Sorry, blowing tom. eardrums <laughs> I'm sorry to all of you that are listening with headphones on. Just turn us down. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we're loud because we're passionate about this. Like, if there's one thing that I'm really passionate about, I mean, I, there are several things I'm passionate about, but 
banning books. I'm very passionate about this because I'm I not just, okay with it. I'm not okay you're banning with kids. You're you banning are. kids. You're ba- banning access to things that could change their lives. Agreed. I, I, as a high it, school teacher, it could make I, them feel seen. It could make yes. them feel like they understand the world better. It, as a high school, not teacher, gonna fuck off. Right. As a <laughs> bottom school, line. As a high school teacher at a school for the performing arts, I had a lot of students who were uh, were gay. Um, and I had many of them come out to me, which I always thought was a weird choice as a straight woman who is like, I never hid my, my, I never said, Hey, I'm a Republican, but I also was very open about going to church every Sunday. So I felt like I was a weird choice because I'm going to put Christians on blast here. We're not always welcoming to people who are other and that's not okay. Okay. That's not what Jesus did. From Um, their point of view, you are a warm kind big-hearted human being well and they you. felt you were a safe place to land i'm and glad they felt that way i'm glad they felt that way and i i i'm not i don't know those kids but i'm gonna speak for them you were a safe place to land and i think you always will be for kids well i'm i'm happy to hear that i want to be that that's my goal that's probably one of the nicest things you could ever say to me truthfully um so through you i love you <laughs> that's the nicest thing to say <laughs> When I was teaching high school, um, because I took 10 years off from teaching, um, so my last year in the classroom before last year was 2009-2010, there were not many books that featured people of color, first of all, or featured kids that were LGBTQ+. Um, And I had students who were looking for some way to see themselves. And I only had one series that I really was like, okay, there's this series called Rainbow Boys. It's by Alex Sanchez. Um, Here's the first book in the series. Like, I hope you feel seen. I didn't have any books that featured lesbian women or anyone that was bisexual or anyone that was trans. Um, Those things didn't exist. And if we keep banning books, we're going to keep telling kids that they are wrong. I am so thankful that we have a publishing community now that is listening to librarians who are saying kids need to see themselves in books. And they're making it happen. So please, 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 if you don't agree with a book, Please contact your librarian and tell them your kid ha- does not have ac- cannot have access to it, but do not take that away from the other kids who need it. And also, probably just rethink yourself because you shouldn't be limiting it from your kid either because you don't know what you're doing. To- you're damaging them. Like you're damaging them. New rule: If you don't like, let's talk about. Let's use it as Facebook as an example. If you don't like something on your timeline, keep scrolling. If you don't like it in your library, keep moving. You know what? New rule. Move on. It has nothing to do with you. Move on. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nothing. So I think we have to wrap up. We're a little over the hour mark, but I do feel like for those of you who have joined us for the first couple of episodes of banning books, um, this really could have been the first episode of that because we do talk about the process, but Maybe put it as a first episode. Fuck it. No, I can't. <laughs> we can't Molly. We've already published the other two. <laughs> um, but um, I, I'm thankful for you all listening to us on this journey. I know this was an episode that was different than what we normally do because mm-hmm. we didn't spend as much time talking about the book. But if I you have questions, yeah. please leave it in the comments on or a Facebook email or social. In, yeah, email us. You know, even if it's a private question, right. April or I, I mean, I'll get it to April if I can't answer it, but email us at bookbessiespod at yeah. gmail.com or on Tuesday's post, 
hit us up. We yes. will be more than happy to answer it or point you in the right direction or right. anything. And, and if this if this episode angers you because you are wanting to ban books, we can have that conversation too. I can promise check you. Check your value. I can promise check your you values, I'm boom, not going to have nice. I'm fight you. <laughs> I can promise you I'm not going to have nice things to say about it. Thanks. But um, I, if you are curious about banning books, reach out. This is a passion of mine, not just as a librarian, but when I went to library school, I did it because I wanted to have the resources and abilities to connect kids with books where they would be seen. Honestly, Period. what started that process was my students who were gay who did not have access to resources. Okay. And they so, should. And they should. Bottom line. They should. So our, 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 our gay kids, our Latino kids, our black, our white, our Muslim, all yes. children of all colors, of all ethnicities, of all sexualities, of all need religious to be seen. backgrounds. We need yes. to Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to forget that. No, that's okay. If they all need to be seen. Right. And they banning do. one group in one subsection is going against our American beliefs. I said what I said. It goes against our American beliefs. Boom. And for those of you who are Christians and you're saying, well... I can't speak for the Christians, but I can't speak for the Americans. I can. You need to get in your Bible. You need to read it. Because Jesus, his inner circle, was thieves and prostitutes. So do not tell me that you cannot... (laughs) Do not tell me that you cannot love all people. You can love everybody where they are. That is our job. Love your neighbor as yourself. And that's, that's it, besties. Get the hell out of here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, thank so you for listening this you. week, gang. Yes. Next week, we are reading All American Boys. Um, oh, this book makes me so uncomfortable. That book is by uh, Jason Reynolds and Brendan Keeley. It's um, your- it's really good, guys. If you haven't it, read it, read it. it read uh, it with us. Well, I, I may read retract what I just said. I mean, read it, but I don't know that I would say it's really good. But oh, the April counter is coming back. The April counter will be back. <laughs> well, we actually could uh, uh, we could uh, try something else next week. We we have we have a surprise <laughs> for all of you for next week. But um, um, come read yeah. the book. Come and chat with us about it. Listen to the episode. Um, I think be as uncomfortable as I am. Be uncomfortable. <laughs> you need to be uncomfortable sometimes. You just do. Agree. Um, I think this this month is important, and I'm loving what we're doing with it. And, Molly, and we're going to do it next you. year, and we're going to do it next year because we need to keep making things uncomfortable. I love you too, babe. Next week. Yes. Follow, like, subscribe. Listen next Bye. week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Drama by Raina Talgemeyer. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.